Great to be joined this week and today by uh, Dylan Jacob, a 24-year-old inventor, entrepreneur. He's uh, in, the man in charge of Brewmate, uh, his third business, and uh, doing a great job with that, growing the company the right way. Uh, company sells insulated coolers, adult beverages, accessories. He's gotten a lot of uh, great uh, accolades, and uh, Dylan's very passionate about the, the company and, and being an entrepreneur and, and growing, so we're going to have some fun talking to him today. Dylan, thanks for uh, for joining us, uh, Tech of Sports and iHeartRadio this week. Yeah, hey, Rick, I appreciate you having me on the show. No, I appreciate you. Uh, you're doing a great job. Kind of give uh, give the listeners here a little backstory of you and and where we are right now with Brewmate. Yeah, so uh, I started my first company sophomore year of high school. Um, it was like a wholesale parts supply company for um, like electronic repair stores, so I've had screens, iPhones, stuff like that, and I ran that all the way up until my uh, freshman year of college. I was running out of my dorm room, and I just decided that I was going to take a year off school and focus on, um, you know, my company, and I ended up taking off. I ended up actually selling the company a few months later, and then uh, that kind of led me into my next venture, and, you know, from that first company, I learned how to source, and, um, you know, I had taken a couple trips overseas and really figured out... um, you know, kind of the building blocks like entrepreneurship, but I was still learning the ropes. And so I had a couple other like smaller companies along the way, um, and all those were like really good learning experiences that kind of taught me the tools that I needed uh, to bring roommates to where it is today. So, um, 2016, I just turned 21, and um, I was going out on the lake, and uh, you know, going canoeing with friends, and going to parties, and tailgating, and everything else. And I noticed there was like a reoccurring trend everywhere I went. Uh, of like half drink beers and wasted cocktails and people just leave their drinks out and they go grab a new one because it was warm. Um, and I thought that there had to be a better way to do that. Like there had to be a solution to to maintain the, the proper temperature for all adult beverages. And um, that was kind of where the, the idea for Brunet stemmed from. Um, it was really out of a personal need and something that I had noticed, uh, you know, in my day-to-day experiences and uh like i personally drank 16 ounce beers and there was no one that made a beer koozie for 16 ounce beers so i set out to create that as our first product that was the hot plate retreat so um that was like our flagship product it was a 16 ounce uh, insulated stainless steel beer koozie and then we created um, an adapter so it can also fit 12 ounce cans and then we also created a special lid for it so you can use it use it as a pint glass like a three-in-one. Um, I've actually got two patents on that. And that was what kind of set it off. And then from there, we had like a really good response to the oscillator. And then we launched our wine series, which was um, like our insulated wine canteen. So it holds a full bottle of wine and keeps it at the perfect temperature for over 24 hours. And then as we went, it was just cuts, like listening to customer feedback. We would constantly hear things like, oh, you know, I'm having problems with this. Do you have anything to keep this colder? Um, and just from there, the company really took on um, a form of its own. And, you know, it's definitely way, way different than it was, uh, you know, in 2016. But where we're at today is basically we're the fastest growing insulated drinkware brand in the world. Uh, we have a focus solely on the adult beverage market. So we don't do water bottles. We don't do coffee mugs, anything like that. It's all for beer, wine, whiskey, spirits, whatever you name it. Uh, and we keep it cold. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll invite all the listeners to visit brewmate.com, B-R-U-M-A-T-E.com. And I was glad to hear that it kind of uh, was born out of uh, maybe a little sports background. You mentioned tailgating, boating, also great for maybe all-day pool parties, uh, that type of thing. You're not really reinventing drinks. You're kind of reinventing the way people can drink and, and finish their drinks and have these things last longer. I think that uh, you're solving a, uh, a problem, and uh, I have to commend you. The price points are great as well. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing was I noticed, you know, that it's creating a lot of waste. So last year we sold over a million units. We estimated over 5 million gallons of adult beverages that were saved last year. So, like, that right there was kind of the first point for me was how can we reduce the waste? And then was also how can we improve the drinking experience to where when you are going out on the boat or you're going to tailgate with friends, like, you don't even have to think about, like, your drinks, right? How am I going to keep this cold? Oh, the, you know, it's 90 degrees out. Do I need to go get ice from the gas station? Whatever it is, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, and you can just focus on hanging out with your friends or doing whatever you're doing, focus on the big game. Like, And for us, it was just like reinventing the drinking experience. Yeah. Not so much, you know, we don't do anything related. Like, we don't do actual alcoholic beverages. But um, that was kind of the thing. And from there, you know, anyone that's our products and said, wow, this is life-changing. Because it, it literally, like, I won't drink a beer without it from day one since I had my first prototype of I have a beer, it's in the hospital Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great idea. Uh, Dill with Dylan Jacob from Brewmate. And, and Dylan companies all the time have a problem, um, you know, maybe getting a, a, the right group of people or the right audience to test the products. So you not only can get the feedback, but you can see if it works for, for that particular demographic. How, how did you go about uh, uh, finding your audience and, you know, kind of rolling out the product uh, the right way? So that was definitely a trial by error method. Um, but when I first started the company, my main target demographic was men because I was creating a can cooler for a 60-ounce beer can, which are traditionally used for craft beers. And the craft beer market is 90% you know, geared towards men. Um, and so I really just started at square one. I'm like, well, where are people, where am I going to find 16 ounce people that drink 16 ounce beers at a brewery? So I went to a local brewery here in Indianapolis and I approached them with the idea. I said, Hey, um, you know, you guys only sell all of your beer in 16 ounce beer cans. All of your customers are my target customers. Um, would you guys be willing to let me launch our first prototype in your store? They had like a little merchandise store. There's nothing huge, but it was something where, like, I knew, you know, the tooling and creating of a product was really expensive. And I could create a really cheap prototype. Um, It only cost me a few thousand dollars to um, get that produced. But for the final product, it was going to be really, really expensive. So I wanted to do proof of concept and make sure that this was something that people wanted and kind of got the feedback necessary to really create the perfect product. Um, And so they agreed. They were like, yeah, we love the idea. Um, so we launched, you know, like a hundred units I paid for, um, and obviously didn't make any money on that, but what I did get was a ton of great feedback from their customer base, um, about what they did like, didn't like about the product. And then from there, um, you know, we kind of went into like Facebook advertising after we were starting to redo the design and we still had a little bit of stock left. So started building like our online audience, did a few giveaways, nothing huge, 
Um, got the customer feedback that we felt like we needed, went back to the drawing board, and it actually didn't re-release for that month. So in the meantime, like, well, I don't want to just pop, you know, in our track. Like, we already have decent momentum. So what can we create next? And so the next product idea that I had was the wine slider. And that was a lot easier to create. Um, and the house slider has a lot less moving parts, and the, the idea was a lot more simple. Um, and so I created a 3D concept, um, just a fake, uh, you know, like CAD model, basically. And then um, I hired a graphic designer to create some, um, like, images with it photoshopped in and everything else for that wine slider. And then I started running Facebook ads on it. And basically it just went to, like, a little landing page um, and explained, you know, the concept behind it. Um, kind of, like, if you picture what a Kickstarter normally is, you know, yep. because you go to the Kickstarter page, there's a little video. Um, usually that's animated because the product doesn't exist yet. And it has pictures of what the product will look like, what it's supposed to do, why it'll make your life better. So I did that, but without going on Kickstarter, I just I didn't want to give away the 10% fees that they charge. So I, um, started, I created the lead list um, just using that landing page and gathered over 7,000 emails while that was being created. And so by the time that launched, November 2016, um, I had 7,000 emails, so I ordered 7,000 wine sliders, and we sold out in like 10 days. So that was like our first real product launch. Um, it was super, super great. Like I never expected that it would convert the way it did, because usually if you get 7,000 emails, like, you know, you might convert three or 400 people. Sure. Like, and that, that's doing good. I mean, obviously not all of them came from but what it did prove was that people liked the idea and they liked the concept. Um, and the fact that we sold out so soon just further proved that this was solving a real issue. Um, and so that was November 2016, sold out, you know, before, well before Christmas. was completely out of stock until uh, we restocked in February. And then in March was when our top letter relaunched. So it was like perfect timing. It kind of gave us time to regather and figure out, you know, what the plan was for when the hop slater launched and, you know, what new colors we were going to add into the wine slater and everything else like that. Um, but what I noticed was, was when I would launch that to the hop slater, the cost to acquire a customer was almost triple what it was to acquire a customer for the wine slater. Wow. And so that was kind of when we made switch the direction to marketing mainly towards women. And that's kind of when we took the direction more towards um, you know, we created the wine player and we created the wine glasses and like glitter colors and all this stuff. Um, and that was to like appeal to what I found out was a largely ignored demographic for inflated drinkware. Like most of the drinkware companies that exist are either geared towards uh, the younger crowd or they're geared towards men. And that's great if you have like 10 or 11 years to build a company, but you know, and that's what most of these companies are 10, 11 years old. Um, we were super new though, and so it was like, how can we acquire the cheapest customers possible and grow this as fast as possible? Um, and that's basically just by kind of listening to the customers and figuring out who's being ignored, you know, who can we cater to that no one else is? And that was women. It was like, um, you know, our core demographic, I won't go into like specific details, but um, completely changed. Like we overnight, I was like, okay, where it's way cheaper to market to women, and the reasoning I think behind that is it's a lot harder to get guys to make impulse purchases or purchases. So like they might
like, yeah, that's really cool or whatever, but they won't pull the trigger and buy it. Um, not right away. Like, it takes a lot. And usually it's a word of mouth marketing works a lot better for guys. Um, and so what we did was we built the brand by marketing to women. And then we would upsell. So we'd be like, hey, like, we have these products for men too. And so they're great for gifts and everything else. And then we built, like, this huge audience of men by, like, their girlfriends and wives and friends and whoever. Um buying them our products and converting them into customers and that's worked really really well and then over time you know we've kind of evened that out um so now you know we're, we're pretty evened out in terms of our demographics but that was kind of the strategy in the beginning and it definitely changed over time um still always cheaper to advertise to the female demographic but we focused a lot more on um, you know marketing evenly to men and women and um, we figured out what guys react to, and um, we use their feedback, and now we have, like, proof of concept. So we have tons of guys in our comment section saying, hey, I love this, this is life-changing, or hey, you know, this is the best purchase I've ever made, or whatever. And so that obviously really helps um, sure. when you're new, and, you know, no one's in your comments saying stuff like that. It's really hard, because, like, people are naturally skeptical when you're like, oh, like, I can keep your beer at the exact same temperature from the time you open it until, you know, you finish it in 100-degree weather. You're like, yeah, okay, sure. Um, but once people are in the comment sections and everywhere else saying, yeah, like, this works, or you can do a Google search and find posts in forums or on Reddit or Amazon or wherever it is, um, you know, outside of our website, the echo that, that, that's kind of when it starts to take off. And for us, that's been, like, last year we started getting a lot of, a lot of press and um, stuff like that that proof of concept that we always have people in the comments that are kind of praising the product. And I think that's kind of been the big thing for us. So. Yeah. And, but, and the, the website looks great too. Um, really, really easy user friendly. Uh, Brewmate.com. Invite everyone as we, I'm sure sure we're, we're heading into your busy season as we head into the spring and summer months here in, in, in North America and the U S it's uh, um, going to be uh, busy been, and some great things to check out on the website and uh, if people want to know more, Dylan, about where uh, where they can go or find out more information, is, is brewmate.com the best source? Yeah, so brewmate.com. Um, we also have a store locator on there, so we're in a little under 2,000 retailers right now. Okay. Um, they can find a, a retailer close to them if they want to go in person, um, or, you know, all of our products are on Amazon as well, so they can do Amazon Prime if they have that. Yeah, great assortment of products, great colors. Uh, uh, you're definitely on to something, and just uh, like I said, it fills a uh, fills a great need here heading into uh, the active uh, hot summer months and uh, that we'll be experiencing. So, uh, Dylan, great information. We'll put all the links up on the the show notes to go along with the segment. And uh, thanks for coming on. Cool. I really appreciate it, Rick. Thanks for having me, and uh, look forward to talking to you soon. Yeah, I love it. Uh, let me know when something new is coming down the pike, and we'll uh, we'll have you on again. Great stuff. Thanks for coming on.